What's up, guys? Dude, I'm excited. So a lot of shit went down. I was busy as fuck. I was uh, moving houses. I was setting up a new studio. And uh, and finally, and, and, and Kurt, right? Yeah. All kinds of shit. We, we like, kids were sick. We, oh, our man. schedules weren't mixing. And so we weren't able to have it. But we now are going to start uh, part two of Kurt's crazy story. But before that, let me get to the sponsors real quick. Um, you guys already know. Freaking Willie Pete's chocolates. Uh, Willie Pete is making his chocolates out of his own house from a garden he has done himself with his own bare hands. The guy's amazing. He has like I think right now it's somewhere around eight different kinds. Of, have you tried any of those yet? Not yet. I should have brought some. I did. I, I have some at the other house. We're still moving in between houses. It's freaking awesome. Do you like spicy you now? Oh, love it. Do you really? Oh yeah. Oh, dude, I'm gonna get you some. Actually, I'll tell him to send you some. Seriously. All right. So I'm he down. all kinds of different levels of, of hot from uh, jalapenos to freaking. He has the Moab, which is uh, a reaper pepper oh god yeah crazy but the dude's awesome the food's uh the the, the chocolate's amazing willie peach chocolate don't forget to check them out uh i got a new sponsor dog tag decals dog tag decals check them out on instagram it's dog underscore tag underscore decals uh, you guys can check out their website it's dogtagdecals.com they do decals obviously they're fucking awesome go check them out uh and again don't forget combat flags combat underscore flags those dudes right here uh actually they got me a flag i gotta freaking put it up in this new house and I haven't. I almost gave it to my neighbor. My neighbor has a flag that's all chewed up and torn up, and he has it hanging. And I'm, oh, okay. And, and I felt like saying, "Hey, dude, uh, that's that's bad etiquette, right? Just go buy a new flag." Yeah, step I almost, up your game. Right. So I almost gave him my own flag, and I'm like, "No, nah, I'm not gonna get rid of my fucking combat flag. This fucking thing's dope." So hopefully, if that guy doesn't do something soon, I might have to go buy him a flag and put it on his doorstep to get him to fucking fix that shit. But as you are. Um, you guys know all the other sponsors, man. Let's Singers Whiskey especially is the biggest one. And besides that, we're just going to jump to the show. Um, God, I've been excited about this for, uh, dude, since the last one we did. Once it uploaded, once I finally pushed it on social media, people started hearing it and the comments came in. And they, they you, read, you read them yourself, oh, right? Oh, yeah, they were awesome comments. It, it, insane. And so, um, it's one of the, even my mom. My mom's like, Vinny, uh, when are you going to record Kurt number two? <laughs> <laughs> Go mom. My mom, right? <laughs> so, dude, so, so. I'm just going to hand it off to you, man. You know, let's get into it. Let's, you know, the last we left off, if you guys are listening, if you guys are listening and probably never heard number one, I would actually shut this one fucking off, go to Curse Crazy Story Part 1 and listen to it first before you jump into this one. Oh, definitely. And so, yeah, because then you just ruin the whole fucking story. Now, w- let me just catch everyone who is listening, just kind of remember, I haven't done many podcasts since, so it shouldn't be that hard, but obviously Kurt um, robbed a bank. And then was on the run for a while. And while he was on the run, he took up a whole different personality or character as a British gentleman, uh, comedian. Right, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so then what we left off was like this whole time, all the struggles he, he went through in a new relationship, still being British, and eventually being seen by someone in his own hometown. Yeah, in one Disneyland. of my neighbors. Yeah, yeah by your neighbors, neighbors in mm-hmm. Disneyland. And eventually getting uh, you know rushed by the cops at Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. And right, sending you to the most miserable place on it. <laughs> the only uh, ride I didn't have to wait in line for was uh, back of an Anaheim PD car. Yeah, there you so, go. <laughs> yeah, actually, dude, we talked about going there here in spring break with uh, one of my kids. So, so man, so that's where we left off. You're getting arrested, you know. And I have so many questions for for your time in prison. 
But uh, you you have something you want to tell us a story real quick, right? Oh, I got in trouble. Uh, Did you? From, uh, some of the people who've, who've heard my stories before, my friends and family, those yeah. who lived through it or have heard me tell them. And there's one that they were like, you forgot this one. You can't leave it out. So I'm like, All right, okay, fine. So basically what happened is I went to Vegas with one of my friends and his girlfriend. Yeah. During that time, I was on the, on the run. So I was British and everything. And one day they said, hey, we got a surprise for you for lunch. So I was like, oh, all right, let's, uh, okay. You know, whatever. Where are we going? Kind of thing. And they're like, we pull up in front of this authentic British pub. Yeah. And he's like, it's owned by real Brits. Like, this is so great. It'll feel just like home. No. And in my head, I'm just like, oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> You're thinking, here we go, man. Yeah, exactly. And so as we're walking up, I see that they have like a big outdoor seating area and there's only two guys out there. Yeah. So when we walk in and they were like, hey, do you guys want inside or outside? I'm like, Outside, outside, like definitely. <laughs> I don't want to be around these people. I don't want my cover blown here. And so we go and we sit outside. We get our menus. We're looking over stuff. And after a few minutes, I kind of catch a drift of their conversation. Yeah. And I hear the one thing I didn't want to hear, and that's an authentic English accent. No So shit. I'm like, no, the only two people outside, and they're Brits. Like, oh, my gosh. So I'm trying to talk quietly so they don't hear me yeah. and keep the conversation going so my friends don't notice. But after a while, they do, and they're like, hey, they sound like you. They sound like you, you know? So Holy they're like, shit. ask them where they're from, you know? And I'm like, it's, you know, it's rude. You know, let's, let's not, let's just leave them be. Deter, deter, deter. You know, exactly. As they're leaving, we can, we can say hi yeah. or whatnot. And so they're like, well, okay, well, where are they from? Because last time I told you there's different yeah. accents and different things. And I had to force myself to learn that. Uh, and so, you know, I said, you know, sounds like Liverpool, most yeah. likely. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. could be London. You never know. People move around or, you know, right. people, you know, like say, you know, somebody out of the country asks you, where do you live? You don't say the city. You just say the general part of the country or well, your state. It's also the same thing as like you can you can tell there's a country accent accent of twang, but you can't really specify exactly whether it's South Carolina, Kentucky, or Texas, right? Right, there's, exactly. There's, yeah. you know, so you kind of know generally there's an accent there, just not it's hard to really pinpoint right. besides like a Boston accent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that one always sticks out for sure. Uh, so I let them know like it sounds like Liverpool and you know when they're leaving we'll ask yeah. them kind of a thing because that way even if it gets weird they're yeah. on their way out. And so I was hoping we would finish before them kind of a thing, but yeah. soon enough they push in their chairs and they start walking past. And so, you know, I, my friends are watching me to watch the whole thing happen. So I just, you know, put my finger up and you know, excuse me. And, uh, you know, I said just, Oh, Hey, where are you guys from? Yeah. You know? And they're like, Oh, Liverpool, where are you from? And I'm like, Manchester. And they're like, yeah, we know we could tell from your accent. And so no like, shit. Yeah. So I am like, all right, well, you know, have a good one and just go back to eating like nothing special happened and my friends are looking at me like oh my god he's amazing and i'm just picking up food off my plate but in my head i'm like oh my god i'm fucking amazing Dude, like that's that fucking, was a double whammy on that's that incredible one. so not only did i call it but my accent was good enough that they they believe they it. took it as a manchester accent as well so holy yeah. shit so after everything went down my friends were like we remember that like the two that were there yeah. they're like that was the craziest thing to find out later that well that's that's, it. that's just a testament to how like in depth you got with it and like how into character you were and, and dude it's 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 genius you know in a sense right it's like super fucking genius who the fuck learns it that well, is able to pull it off to authentic motherfuckers and fucking for them to call out your accent that you're portraying. Exactly. Holy fuck, Yeah, dude. it blew it's, my mind. It's fucking nuts, dude. And, yeah. so, and so after they heard the podcast, they were like, hey, motherfucker, you forgot to tell exactly. a great story. Yeah. And so these are guys that you were hanging out with in California? 
Yeah, yeah, I'm still friends with some of them. Uh, not a lot, like we talked about last time, but some of them I still keep in touch with and everything, and they're still, they understand the situation, they're cool with it. They're just amazed by it still? Yeah, it blows our mind, blows my mind that they're still cool with it. So. Oh, dude, it's just, that's, that's, a, that's a good friend, dude. It's like, it is, it really is. Yeah, you know, you're in a situation, you're in a situation, people fucking do fucking weird shit. <laughs> yeah. Ah, so, dude, I, the cool thing is like when I first uh, found out about your story, and is why I asked you, invited you in, it was because I was a prison guard in Arizona from uh, 2007 to 2009 ish, like until I jumped into the Border Patrol. Mm-hmm. And so it was about two years, two and a half, two plus years. And um, I, I fucking had a, had, had a great time. I had some fucking shitty times, right? And I always told myself, if I ever go to prison, I'm going to fucking beat the fuck out of someone real fast. And then go get segged up, right? And then the one thing is I don't want to be PC, personally, right? For me, it's because you kind of know you're, you're around some people that you're just going to want to fuck up all day long. Oh, yeah. And so for me, I was like, all right, dude, if I ever go to prison, I'm going to have to do this. But why? Because I've seen the prison system. I understand it so well to, know, to the point where I knew it was like, all right, if I end up fucking up something in life, I know where I want to be. I want to be 23 hours locked up all by myself. And, and, and you know what's funny? Saying that, I, it, it's easy to say. Now, as someone who's been in prison... Who has done the time? I'm interested to hear first intake. Like when you knew you were in there, how did it feel? Like what were your, your thoughts? And you're like, holy fuck, is this gonna be like fucking bang me in the ass prison kind of shit? Like was that thought in your head? Was 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 you're never getting out of there thought in your head? Like you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, especially at first, like I had no idea what to really expect. What's like movies and Hollywood type stuff or whatnot or what's really true. I didn't know what to expect. I had no (laughs) idea how much time I was going to get. They could have given me up to 25 years. I had no idea if my life was over. And uh, so it was so overwhelming. It was just kind of numbing for a while there. And you just kind of get herded around like cattle, especially in intake. Yeah. Yeah. Intake. So intake you guys are listening is, is really where they in process you and they, and they're going to, they're gonna classify you as well. So the and usually intake is just into a, a jail system until you get sentenced. Correct. So you you usually spend a small stint while you're waiting for your court to happen until you're actually um, given your sentence. When you're sentenced, then you finally leave. Usually from there to a prison, unless there's circumstances. If it's like some prisons in some states. Uh, and you were here in Texas or you were in California? I was in I Arizona. Mean, excuse, me, excuse me? I was in Arizona. In Arizona. For the prisons, uh, but I was flown back here, Con Air, to, to Utah for my actual court dealings court. and all that. Okay, yeah. cool. And so what happens is every state is kind of different, and sometimes you can actually spend three years in a jail uh, if it's a minor uh, offense. But saying robbing a bank is not considered minor, it's actually considered more of a major offense. Definitely. And so, so then you get put into a regular prison system. And so uh, how long... Well, first, intake. I mean, that's just the scariest thing ever. Because intake has guys that just come off the street that are fucking heroin addicts, drug addicts, uh, fucking gang members, whatever the case. You're all put in one fucking big-ass mass room, and they start doing the strip searching. They start doing all the in-processing, where they're putting your name in, your info, your contacts, all the things like that. Doing the full strip search. I'm talking squat, cough. Everything you can think of. Oh yeah, they're not letting anything in that jail if they can't <laughs> let it. So weapons, drugs, anything. They'll they'll search you high and low. And, and if you guys are like Lord Fox uh, is not a very scary looking guy. He's what five eight? I wish I'm only five six. Five, red hair, five freckles. six red hair, freckles, right? Yeah, like a thin frame. So like you're the guy. It's to me in, in in prison would be the easy target. You're the guy that's easy to fuck with. 
I, I was really nervous about that yeah. going in, you know? Yeah, of course. I would be too. I mean, shit, even my guy, my says I'm still nervous about it, right? Because you don't want to be the fucking asshole in the room, right? Like, exactly. If, if you can't pinpoint who the asshole in the room is, it's probably you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that one. So so your in-processing goes, goes well, and you go to the jail. How long and how much time did you spend in a jail before sentencing? I was in the jail for almost a year. It took a long time to go through yeah. sentencing. Uh and all the different fun steps that come along with all the court dealings and whatnot. So I was in there for almost a year, and I didn't know originally the difference between the jail and the prison, where the prison is in the long term. <laughs> Sentenced, yeah. Yeah, exactly, and all that. So I learned that relatively quickly. Yeah. So, and- so did you attach to someone? Like, in that jail system, uh, it was in Arizona. So why was it in Arizona, my question? The jail was here in Utah. The prison was in Arizona because Utah doesn't have a federal prison. Yep, I so got you. Why. I know exactly that. Okay, so you did the jail time here in Utah. And did you, and, and I'm assuming just because I don't know, the, the demographics in the prisons here are probably going to be uh, whites and a lot of um, Tongan, Samoan, uh, what's the other, uh, uh, polis, right? Right. So that's pretty much the majority of, uh, of the races that are going to be in prison mostly? Yeah, a lot of Hispanic as well. A lot of Hispanic um, as well, okay. But that was the main, yeah, the main three different The main things. three, right? Yeah. And then so in, in that, did you, is it the kind of jail, because some jails have segregation, some don't. And when I say segregation, some jails is the race thing. Like, whites have to stick with whites and freaking blacks have to stick with blacks. And then some jails don't have that. It just kind of depends. It's very different everywhere you go. Was it like that in this jail? All I ever saw was uh, things always being racial. In the jail, in the prison, uh, it's not that it's racist. It's just that it's easy to look at a person and know, all right, you're with these people. Yeah, you have to kind of uh, herd with your own kind or else... It can stem a lot of uh, criticisms. It can stem attention, yeah. unwanted attention. Right, yeah. And so that's something that you just kind of conform to the space that you're in, right? It's part of the survival. Right, but. unfortunately so, but definitely. Yeah, so uh, so first fight I got in then. No, no because, way. How, how, many, how long is this? Uh, that, this? I'd been there for a few months, so I'd kind of gotten comfortable there. Yeah. Uh, Nobody really messed with me too much. They just wanted to kind of know, like, hey, what are you here for? What's going yeah. on? And once I heard my story, they just were like, whoa, dude, cool. that's crazy. All right. Uh, yeah. Cool. And well, if you need anything, let me know. Kind yeah. Of some thing. of the older guys kind of took you under the wing a little bit, kind of showing you the ropes or guys you're, like whoever your first celly was was kind of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of a thing. I just yeah. got to know people slowly. Yeah. And uh, it's such a different crowd. It is. Well, than everyone, what I've always been used to. Everyone's nervous, right? Every, yeah. Everyone's on guard. Everyone yeah. doesn't know who's who to trust. Everyone, you know, but at the same time, everyone wants someone to talk to. Oh, definitely. It's just kind of this weird thing, you know? Yeah. And so you got into your first fight. So the first fight I had was uh, basically, again, because of race in a way. Yeah. So, like I said, like, if, if a new white guy comes in, then the other white guys will go and just make sure he's got soap, shampoo, yeah. deodorant. We don't want a stinky white guy out there. Yeah. Whatever, because it makes us all look your, bad your, yeah. kind of a thing. And uh, I had saved up some extra stuff. And so when he came in, I just let him know, like, hey, man, here's some extra stuff. Because when you come in, you have nothing. Yeah. And so I gave him some some stuff. And so that, that night or the next day at lunch, he came down and sat by me when we were eating. Yeah. And... They always give you some kind of fruit. Usually it's like canned peaches, but every yeah. once in a while you get like a super brown banana or like a mushy orange. Or yeah. the apples were always the worst because if they're not crisp, I can't do it. Yeah, I like yeah soft apples yeah. are disgusting. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it was an apple day. And I don't know if somebody had told him that I like to give away my apples or what he was thinking, but he's sitting down next to me and reaches over and grabs the apple off my tray. And in all reality, I don't care. I was going to give it to him anyway. Yeah. You know, 
but because he didn't ask and just did that, and it's there's nine other guys at this table. Oh, yeah, dude. So now you have to, dude. Oh fuck, it's so funny. Yeah, uh, go ahead. I'm gonna explain all this to the listeners after. Yeah, but go ahead. Because when you're locked up, you have your word and your fist, and that's it. Yeah. And so I couldn't be made to look like I yeah. was being taken advantage of. If you're deemed a bitch, you're gonna be treated like a bitch by everyone. Exactly. Right. If one guy can get away with it, they all will. Yeah. Exactly. And so as much as I didn't want to do anything, I knew at that moment I had to because everybody's eyes were on me. Yeah. And so I was just like, oh, crap, here we go. I haven't been in trouble or anything yet, but so be it. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, did you want my whole tray? And he was like, really? Yeah. So stood up, grabbed my tray by the sides, <laughs> swung it back, and just smacked him right across the face with it. <laughs> Knocked him down off his seat onto the back on the ground for a second. And when fights happen, it's so fast yeah. like that that people are quick to spring back up and yeah. it's just on. Yeah. So I hopped up and I was ready to swing fists if we had to. I'd never wanted to do I'd never been in a real yeah. fight before. I, you know, just boxing or something yeah, like that yeah, just yeah. for fun with friends and had no idea what to expect. I didn't know if I was going to get my ass whooped or what. Yeah. But I just knew I had to at least do something. You have something. to attempt it. You have to yeah. just show that you're willing to throw down. Or else, or else, like I said, you'll be walked all over in that motherfucker. You're going to be walking out of there with just shorts on because they're going to start taking all your clothes and your toothbrush. Oh, everything yeah. you can think of. They'll take your fucking trays, dude. Yeah. And if you're not willing to fucking defend yourself, well, then fucking, if there's no fucking, you know, fighting the dog, man, they're going to just take take advantage. And, and so, I watched it happen, unfortunately, so it, many oh, times. Yeah. And someone like you, I think they're all looking at you thinking like, oh, this guy's going to be an easy one, right? Like, yeah. you're, you're an easy target for them. But so, you fought back and so did you never get to throw down with the guy well the guy actually stayed down because he realized like oh i messed up i don't want to fight this is my fault yeah so i pretty much just waited and he stayed down so i just got up and walked into my cell and ate a ramen noodle for for lunch that day and they and they didn't catch it I don't know if they didn't see it or if because it didn't, we didn't actually fight, yeah. they just let it be. But I also got to be on pretty good terms with a lot of the guards there. Yeah. Cause like I said, I was there for almost a year and my yeah. family came to visit. So some of them got to know my family and things like that. So they always left me alone whenever anything like that happened. Yeah. Cause I never got anything too. Yeah. Crazy. You, you obviously they knew you're, you're just good character. Right. And you're just actually just playing the game that they, that's in there. Unfortunately you have to. Yeah. And so whether you like it or not, that's part of the game. You yeah. know, and so damn, dude. After that, when you were eating your soup, were you sitting there like, fuck yeah, man? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was still terrified, to be yeah. honest. Like, in yeah. my head, like the adrenaline's still going. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, now is he going to try and get back at me when I yeah. go take a shower or something? Yeah. Like, but uh, he came and talked to me after and was, apologized, made sure we were good. And I said, yeah. yeah. You know, it's all good. Why even, he never said why he did it. He never said. He just wanted to make sure like we were cool. Because I let him know like if you ask anytime you ask, I'll give it to you because yeah. I don't like the apples, man. Yeah. I don't like it. So you can have them. Yeah, you, you just, gotta you, you gotta can't show just, the respect. Yeah, first. you can't undermine me in front of everyone like that. Like, exactly, this doesn't happen. Yeah, I think you guys listening understand like that's the culture of the prison systems, right? And the jail systems is is you have to it's survival man you have to protect yourself and sometimes you will be tested and so in that aspect you did exactly what you needed to do Curtin, which is freaking awesome uh, dude and it's crazy because i've seen this throughout the prison when i worked there man i've seen the fights i've seen i've seen people taking trays the what do they call it? extortion it's pretty much extorting people for their store oh their, yeah their, their their canteen for their uh yeah commissary yeah oh yeah crazy man so you spend a year in jail. I mean, at any point, were you nervous that, um, was, was there any other fights? You said it was your first fight. Here we go. Uh, I mean, nothing ever that was big. Nothing big? Yeah, nothing that was big. Dude, when I was in the prison, uh, there was a huge, we had a huge riot, man. And it was uh, the Mexican nationals versus the um, the natives. And the natives is the actual Indians that are out there in Arizona. You know, Arizona has a lot of 
Uh, when you went to the prisons, did you end up running into a lot of natives? Oh, a lot of natives. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot yeah. in Arizona, and same with Utah. A lot of them get shipped down to, to Arizona. Yeah, and so uh, when I was working out there, it was a huge fight, man. And I'm talking like crazy stabbings, and it was blood everywhere. People got their ass whooped. It was crazy. We ended up having to lock down. For six months, the whole facility was on lockdown on bologna sandwiches, dude. And so after that, we did a full search of the whole uh, whole facility, found all of the knives we possibly could, and uh, then we opened it back up again. But, I mean, just goes to show you like how – a racially a race a race like a uh, focused drama can turn from something so small into something extremely big oh yeah that's one thing that was terrifying for me once i got to prison because mm-hmm. it might not have anything to do with me whatever happened that sparked that but i'm expected yeah you expect to step to, up to, yeah to be a part, part of it yeah and so right. that's the thing that scared me the most when i got to prison because because of my crime i originally went to a medium high and then was there for about a year got my like reduced yeah i got it knocked down to a medium lows where i got to spend the rest of my time and which so, is good yeah that yeah, was so nice. medium high i'm talking you're in there with murders you're in there with uh violent crimes yeah you know violent crimes you know and you weren't pc you were general pop that was general pop yeah yeah which is so pc is your protective custody usually the people that are going to be in protective custody are not the kind of people that you really want to be around in prison um you have your child molesters you have your rapists you have your um god man there's so many things in that but then you also have law enforcement officers you have gang dropouts you know so law enforcement officers they get in prison they go to prison stuff and known law enforcement officers they go to pc um gang dropouts if you're in a big gang say the bloods the crips whatever the case and you decide to leave from that gang you 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 say hey i'm a dropout well then they put you in pc because normally if you're in one of these big gangs and you drop out well then there's a there's a hit on you right like you potentially get get killed because it's you know it's blood exactly. and blood out right yeah, if so, you're not with them you're against them right exactly and so and usually call them snitches they all turn turn snitch you know and so all those type of people are going to be in pc and you have no choice if you're a gang dropout you have no choice your cellie still might be a a pedophile you know and and it's just part of like hey you want to get pc'd you want to be protective custody well then that's the kind of lifestyle you're going to live for the rest of time being in prison and so in general population it's just general population which is good if they uh they're still Child molesters and stuff like that in general population, as long as they don't mention it to anyone else, but as soon as you do mention it or someone finds your paperwork, you're targeted. You're gonna you're gonna be you're gonna be your get your ass kicked or potentially killed. Oh, I watched mul- that happened multiple times, unfortunately, yeah. and uh, and a lot of guys yeah. try and hide it. It's like you can't you can't hide it. Exactly, they're gonna find out. Then they're gonna be in your court. They're gonna be in your courtroom. Whatever the case, there's a lo- so many ways you can figure it out. And by the time someone finds out, um, those are just the people that are deemed as the the lowest of the low. And you know, I could agree with that. But oh, yeah. but it's it's in, they're targeted hardcore, and so it's it's cool that you're in general population. But that also means. You're in general population with all the violent crimes. Everybody else, yeah. The gang members, <laughs> yeah. like the big time gang members, right? The ones that are not. So in the gang world, if you're if you're you know affiliated or identified as affiliated, sometimes they can, and you're a high level guy. Sometimes they can they can segregate those guys because they tend to stem drama in, in the cells. Um, but still, all the other lower end guys are there. All the guys that are in there that are just probably been there for life, right? Your 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 convicts. Right, those dudes are in there just chilling, trying to spend their time, and and they run the pod, you know what I mean, and stuff like that. So when you're in there in prison, was there some of the some of the white um, prison gangs? Oh yeah, they're all in there, right? I mean, yeah. you got your Aryan brothers, you got oh, whatever the case. Every state is kind of different. I know in, in Arizona they do have 
uh, AB and all that because that's where I worked in prison. So that's what I said. So I know a lot of the gangs that were in the Arizona system or the ones that you probably ran into, man. And it's such a crazy thing. I'm just I, just thinking about it right now. I was telling I was telling my wife about this. Like there was a kid in the prison system that him and his brother they were sold together and they were they stuck to themselves. They were the only white guys in this freaking pod. So they stayed together. They ate together. They worked out together. And actually, you know, I used to bullshit with the, everyone in there. Like just I'm the CEO that like, hey, you do your job, I'm do mine. You fuck up, I'm gonna do my job. Like straight up. But at the same time, I'm not I'm not scared of any other motherfucker in there. I could have been one of these motherfuckers in there. And so so it's like they had that mutual respect for me. If I had to do my job, I'd do my job. If you wanted a fucking good day, don't fuck up when I'm here. Right. right. Do it in this shift before me or after me. Well, while I'm here, just shut the fuck up and do your job, right? Yep, exactly. And you know those guys, right? Oh, yeah, and definitely. those guys are like, hey, he's cool. Just do do the right thing. Because you, you fuck up, then it's like, then we have to work. And it's like, I don't mind working, but it's like, you don't like that when I have to step in, you know? Yeah. And so these guys were cool and I was bullshitting with them. And the reason why they were in fucking prison, which I fucking felt bad for, dude, was a fucking bar fight. The bar fight turned into an assault, turned into almost, he almost killed the dude by knocking him out, by like fucking beating his ass. Wow. Yeah, and he said, dude, I didn't even start the fight. I had to fucking defend myself, but how violent it was, and then everyone around me was saying that I was fucking drunk, and this and that, and it turned into, now all of a sudden, he's, he, he freaking, I think it was assault and battery, whatever the hell, but then it turned into attempted murder, like all this crazy shit from a fight, like a regular fucking bar fight. And his brother was there too, so his brother got into it with him, so they both kind of were getting charged with this, and so his brother's trying to fucking up his charge to stay in there with his brother, and they kept fucking just causing more shit. So what they had tacked on for two years turned into almost seven fucking years. Years, dude. Oh wow! And I felt fucking bad, dude. I'm like, fuck, man. That's just a street, dude. I got into a fucking fight one time in the military, that I fucking devastated somebody. Like I beat the fucking pit. I mean, pissed out of the dude. And I was like, all right, I might be going to prison for this one. Never did. But it's like so easy for a street fight to turn that bad, where you're just protecting yourself and out of fear, and you just you're just hitting someone one too many times, whatever the fucking case. And so it just trips me out, man. Like we were able to have a good conversation, and it's just like I felt bad for these fuck dudes, like. Crazy. Sometimes the system is 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 a fickle thing. You know what I mean? Like it it it's. I see it's serving its purpose, and then sometimes it's just like fuck. If you don't have a good lawyer, you're fucked. You know what I mean? Yeah, unfortunately. Right. And you had a good lawyer. I did. I did. I had yeah. a great lawyer. Yeah. Crazy man. So you're in the prison system. Tell me some stuff, man. Tell me about how it was. I mean, you saw, did you did you have to see anyone get fucking raped? Was that something that was common in people's heads, like scared about? That's always the first like right, question always, that people want right? to ask me. And um, I only saw one time where a guy kind of attempted it. It was like an older guy, yeah. and then a really young guy, kind of like myself, came in. Yeah. And you know, like, like, like you hey, said, hey, it's, yeah. we look kind of like easy prey right. if people have that in their mind yeah. kind of a thing and so the old man kind of was like grooming him and like giving him oh, commissary shit. and stuff being sweet to him and yeah exactly <laughs> just being all sweet and then one day this kid comes busting out of the cell screaming with his pants down around his ankles because the guy had finally tried something and didn't it, you know oh, he got dude. out of there before anything happened but that's the only time i ever saw anything actually attempted i had i had it i had it i, I saw it I Did saw you? Him. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I'm doing my fucking, uh, my, my door-to-doors, and I was working night shifts at the time, and I, you hear a guy like, uh, uh, like, you hear him getting fucked, right? You, oh, you hear man. him getting, my mom's listening right now, so I gotta, I, let me tone it down a little. <laughs> you hear the guy being raped, right? You heard the moans, and you're like, oh, shit, but the guy had his face, like, pinned into the mattress, so the guy couldn't really make a noise. Yeah. And so, as I looked, I was like, hey, and I hit the freaking door, and the dude looked at me. He's a big Indian dude, bro. He looked at me. And he just it went faster and finished. Dude. Oh, wow. And I was like, holy smokes. 
called the captain from we fucking put that guy in seg we had to do dude so in in uh, arizona if you don't know this there's only one rape hospital where they do this whole rape kit testing oh, it's, okay. it's, and, and that's in scottsdale so i'm all the way in florence and we had a drive dude it was like a 45 minute awkward ride with this dude in the van oh, knowing wow. why he's going to the and, and i'm just like holy smokes like how did the hell did that go down but the dude was a big indian dude man and he freaking i, I don't know if he i don't know man just probably just beat the hell out of the dude enough to make him do it i don't know but it doesn't happen often it doesn't happen like most of the time if there is something that's going down it's consensual <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah that's, yeah, that's yeah. what i was tell. there's plenty of other people there who are lonely enough <laughs> or already have those preferences and use that as their hustle right you know? that's exactly yeah there's a, there's a lot of that you know there's there's plenty of guys in there that um or transgenders or, or you know whatever and so it is what it is but yeah dude i did was unfortunate enough to see someone get get, get down with that and I, and I felt really bad for the dude it was a, it was oh. a long drive dude yeah oh, i bet God, i can't man. imagine crazy man prison's interesting man so do you think that like you know like now that you're out and everything do you think there was stuff in prison that's changed you that made you I say more a better at survival or or is there things that were good about it for you personally like, and i say that in the weirdest way right like Fucking prison ain't good for nobody, right? Oh but, yeah. But in in a life that the lifestyle that you had before, I, I would say there was probably not a lot of life experiences that would have ever put you in, a, in an environment like that. You know, um, you know, growing up in Utah, it's a pretty safe general area, and so and where I grew up in L.A. was like I was always scared of getting a drive by shot, right? Like I was scared of like walking at night and getting shot with a drive by, and so so I feel like I built a lot of these. Um, survival techniques from that, you know, and not even that, just knowing what colors to wear, what streets to wear, and, and, and you know, willingness to fight if I had to, same kind of concepts. But those are things you're learning in prison that that I just grew up knowing. And it's like, was do you feel like it was like, man, as much as it sucked, there was a lot I took from that that was that helped me today. Oh, definitely. I mean, it was a definite shock because, like you said, I mean, Utah is a lot more mellow. We have right. our our crime and stuff, but right. it's a lot more mellow. So that was stuff I I wasn't used to and being around those kind of people and stuff. So it was a, a real switch up for me. So I had to get used to things really quick, really fast. Yeah, and, and so like, so I seen some of the guys do some crazy ingenuitive shit, like ingenuity in prison, like time you have, and so they have nothing to do but think of how to make a speaker for their fucking Walkman. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, yeah. Bake Speakers. a cake for someone's birthday. Right? Oh, yeah. Use the cookies and smash them up. Or Pruno, dude. Did you ever drink prison juice? A couple of times. Yeah. I learned you? to make wine then, and then uh, when I got out, I actually learned to make it better, and for real. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. You have so much time on your hands and not enough activities to keep your mind busy, so you have to force yourself, hopefully to become better. Some people stew yeah. in it and become angry and get worse oh, yeah. or become content with that life and become institutionalized. And in that when they get out, they're like, well, I don't have somebody making my food for me or telling me what to do right yeah. now and don't know what to do with themselves. One of my right really back. close buddies, one of my real close buddies, he's institutionalized and I, and I try and believe he's not, but he, he, dude, he spends more time in prison than he has out. You, you know can what I mean? It. And, yeah, and, you and, can and, see it. and it sucks because it's like, the hard thing about the system is that you, he has to do probation in the same city that he got in trouble. But all the people that he got in trouble with are, are in all the same still running city. around, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so he ends up getting caught right back in that same web, dude. And, it, and it's hard to watch. But at the same time, I think he, dude, there's a lot of comfort in knowing I don't have to work hard in prison because I have my three hots. You know what I mean? I have mm-hmm. a cot and, and uh, medicals provided. You know, and it's sad, but. It is a way of life for him, but he also he got into the the gang side of things, 
And so so he has a name for himself in prison, right? And he also he has protection in prison and he's kind of a big deal in prison. So so all that stuff it kind of um feeds that 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 mentality that fuck it, right? You know what I mean? And it's hard to watch, dude, because you know, it was one of my closest friends as a kid and anytime he gets out I try and go visit him and everything and and it doesn't take much for it's it's it's, it's like almost like a 6 month. They say re- recidivism is that the word of it? It's it's the 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 word that comes from um, the the cycle of inmates that get in prison and within about six months they all end up going right back to prison. Right. Or, we or, just called it the revolving door. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And and believe it's what they call it recidivism. Yeah. And it I sounds think that, like, that sounds right. Yeah. And, and and um, it's just this wild thing about it. You know what I mean? And and the the difference between you and most was that uh, you you don't have a lifestyle of crime. It was just a one mistake, one hit wonder. One hit wonder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I saw it a lot too, whether it was jail or prison. You know, people would be like, I'm getting out. I'm so excited. I'm going to do good. I'm going to yeah. go live here. I'm going to work here. Yeah. And then within a matter of months, I'd say six months is really it's, good. It's, 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 no, it's, it's very, it's very it's, accurate. I've been in the prison. I've been in the prison and I've seen guys leave and then six months later come right back. Dude. Yeah. Six I, months I, is right. My own uncle. So I had, I've had one uncle that was in and out of prison for, for many, many years. Uh, I had my... My god, uh, my grandfather was in prison a few times. Cool thing, he was in Folsom, which is kind of to me. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of cool. Oh, okay, <laughs> go Johnny Cash. Yeah, if you're gonna be in prison, that's kind of cool to be in Folsom at least once in your life. But yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's not something you want <laughs> to go brag about too often. Uh, my 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 grandfather was an albino uh, Puerto Rican that played the 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 guitar. He got himself in a little bit of a scuffle, and uh, ended up going to prison for shooting someone. Oh so, wow, the guy didn't die though, so that's why you know. That's how he got out. Yeah. Eventually. Okay. So, so, and then, uh, yeah. So, yeah. That's the story I was told over over something like that. So, some so, so like road rage kind of concept kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and it's funny. My dad. He now I laugh at my dad. He gets road rage. Now I laugh at myself. My brother. Now we both get road rage. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta stop. We gotta stop with this. <laughs> so tell me, man. Tell me some more stories about prison that that just uh, blows your mind, or maybe something that sticks out from the time that you were there. Um, well, one of the things kind of still sticking with what we were talking about is like just how much of a shock it was. I mean, I had never met anybody who was illiterate before. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, I had multiple guys who would come to me and be like, Hey, I'll pay you a few stamps, you know, cause currency there in prison is yeah. either food or they'd give you yeah, stamps. Or it, it's some kind of, yeah. Some kind of it's commissary. The, yeah. Exactly. It's something. Yeah. Yeah. And so they'd be like, Hey man, I'll give you a few stamps if you'll write this letter for me. Yeah. And so I'd be like, all right. You know, what do you want to say? And they'd either, sometimes they'd dictate it or sometimes it was like, I don't know. It's a girl. I don't know how to talk to her. Just say something nice. That's so fucking funny. Dude, I did that in basic training for people. Oh yeah? Yeah. Because I, I've always been able to write, but I, 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 um, I have ugly handwriting, but I have, I was dyslexic for a long time. So I had trouble. I'm still dyslexic, but I've worked on it obviously. But, um, but I was always good at writing, right? I can write. So these guys are good. So I'd write it and they rewrite it. In their hand, okay. <laughs> the There's probably four dudes in my basic training that their wives got a letter from me, right? Like a, a love letter that I wrote, and then and then then they just all copied it and sent it. They sent it all out. <laughs> like, look, it's so so cute what he wrote. Everyone has the same fucking and letter that I all use of the same one, <laughs> same stupid poem just, that I wrote. Yeah, yeah. King coded off right there, <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, that's great. That's fucking cool, dude. But yeah, that's the truth. It's like. You don't realize the rest of the world, like, not everyone is as educated as you, right? Not everyone is, is as fortunate as you. Oh, right? yeah. And, and it's so simple. as like, dude, reading, like, that's very common in, in your neighborhoods, but, like, not every neighborhood, right? Like, not everyone has the same, like, opportunity, not even that, like, upbringing. You know, like, 
I bet half those people came up from a single parent home. You know, poverty was very common in their lives. You know, they were probably working as kids. And why did they even get in trouble in the first place? They probably started hustling at a young age. So how do you hustle? You fucking steal shit and sell it to someone else. And then you get involved. Like, what pays better than that? Drugs does. So you start selling drugs. And it's this crazy cycle that the guys like that do. Not everyone does. But but it's very prevalent in those areas where the struggle is serious, man. Like, And, and I just know it, right? Like, I've seen it. I grew up learning to hustle from some of the... Dude, craziest hustlers I've ever met. You know what I mean? And so it's like, I know what you're talking about. Like, guys guys who don't know how to read and simple shit. That's crazy. Yeah, but you know how to talk to a girl, bro. Yeah, it, it blew my mind, uh, but also opened my eyes a lot at the same time to yeah. make me really appreciate, you know, my my upbringing and things and that I didn't have to deal with that. Yeah. Or, and, you know, and that I was lucky enough to, you know, not have to worry about hustling. I could just go to school. and Yeah, and you do don't have stuff. to stay in that cycle. Yeah, because they get out, and then what? They're still uneducated. They're still way behind financially, mentally, like, and all. And so it's like, fuck, dude, it's an ugly catch-up game for those guys, you know? Really? You is. Sit, you're like, oh shit, I get out, I got, I got the fucking world ahead of me. You know what I mean? Like, dude, you could do so much shit with like with the record. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? As long as you find the right outlet, you know? Exactly. Yeah, totally crazy, dude. Anything else, dude? Any, any guys in prison that you remember that just stood out? Like, you don't even have to mention their names, but like. Just dudes that were just a friend. Oh, do you ever write any of the guys that are in prison still? Oh, man. Um, I mean, you spend a lot of time together. Yeah. And even though you try to talk to your family when you can, and I mean, there's some stuff you can't talk about over the mm-hmm. phone or whatnot because yeah. they record it's it all. It's all recorded. Everything. And so, yeah, you might just be trying to tell them a story about what happened, but if the COs hear it, they yeah. go, oh, crap, this now might happen. No, 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 no more time in your case. Yeah, whether it's yeah. you or getting somebody else in trouble and you're stitching them out on accident oh, kind fuck, of a thing. yeah, yeah. So... There's not many people you can really talk to, or even if you tell them the stories, they don't really understand what it's like to be there day in and day out yeah. and be around the same people. Monotony. And so yeah. the friends that you make in there, uh, you you have a very different bond. I kind of think in a way it might kind of be a little bit like the military because you know you never know when you're going to get in a fight. In you my head, is, stab. You in my know. head, so it's fucking crazy you say that, dude, because I remember the conversation with my buddy. Um, in my head is what I'm seeing the same thing is is the time I spent in combat with those guys it's there's nothing that changes that right there's nothing I've said like those guys that I'm more close with in a, in a in an intimate level than I am with anyone else in my life because you live this life of like survival you know right. you have to count on that motherfucker to, to survive and to get you back home right and so it's this kind of this almost a very similar mindset and and I saying that now I remember a conversation my buddy got right when I was filming range 15 um, my buddy got out of prison it was it was already it was like 16 years in and so he got out and I went and picked him up and I said let's go have a beer <laughs> and the crazy thing about this kid is like he he shouldn't be hanging out with me now from what he's in, in prison involved in prison he's he's uh he, he's he's white descent but he also um, me and him grew up together since we were fucking four, right? Played baseball all the way through high school and everything. And so we are best friends, whether whether now he sees it or not, but he doesn't treat me as if like he would in prison. Me and him wouldn't talk, right? I'm, I'm a Hispanic guy. He's a white guy. And he associates with his his crew. And I would have to associate with my side. But outside of that, we're, we're boys. And we went to we went to a bar to have drinks. And I didn't let him drink too much because I knew he, it's going to probably be the first time he's really had a beer or right. whatever. yeah. But he has like swastikas on his head and all, all this stuff, right? For me, I don't even see it, dude. Because I'm like, ah, this is freaking my, my, my dude, right? And we were talking, man. And a really cool conversation. He goes, man, he goes, I, you know, my mom wrote me letters telling me about, you know, how what you did in the military. And he goes, I feel like we fucking live similar lives, but like different. You know, I'm like, what do you mean? And he was saying, he goes, 
He goes, man, I'm, I'm fucking fighting to survive in this motherfucker. And he goes, and you're doing the same, right? And he goes, and it's just, it's two lives, but we're so parallel. And I was amazed, like, his thought process on that was like, dude, you're fucking right. It sounds very similar. And you're saying that now, too. It almost kind of, it, it, it co-signs on his, his statement with that, man. Yeah, a lot of differences, but like you said, it kind of runs parallel for that, that yeah. mindset of uh, those who are around you. You know, you got to, they've got to have your back and you've got to have theirs yeah. and you depend on each other and you never know when something's going to go off and blow up yeah and, and so you're gonna crazy. need him. yeah exactly you're gonna need him. and so i do have one friend that i do still talk to uh, i met some really cool guys a lot of them are really cool and yeah. stuff but they've either gone back in or i've just lost track of them or whatnot but i have yeah. one good buddy of mine that was uh the closest friend i ever had in there and uh, yeah cool even though you know he made his mistakes too but we both were able to see through that and yeah. just go and you still uh, yeah. still communicate I still yeah i mean that's it's not often awesome. but like, yeah you're still friends on facebook kind of a thing just check on them here yeah, and there. Yeah. yeah we just keep up with each other and say hey from time to time happy birthday and just yeah. make sure we're both doing good and doing what we're supposed to yeah those military buddies i have a couple military buddies that uh guys who get out you know sometimes they go dark right meaning like they just kind of fall off the map you don't even know what the fuck happens to them so there's guys that are real important to me that it's hard to keep track of some of these guys you know they they almost act like like they're inmates right they just kind of disappear and you're like yeah. what are you doing man and so I, my son my youngest not my youngest son but my second youngest son his middle name is Dominic and it's named after one of my military friends oh wow yeah and and that guy I've lost contact with it and randomly out of nowhere I'll get a I'll get a fucking email saying is this Ox? Like, he used to call me Ox. I'm like, yeah. Is this Dom? He goes, yeah. I was like, you good? He goes, yeah. I'm like, all right. And that's it. Dude, yeah. like, it'll be two years. All of a sudden, you get another email just checking on me, dude. And just, mm-hmm. he's a, who knows what the fuck he's doing, right? But at least I know, like, all right, he's, he's got to, he's able to email me. He's not doing so bad, right? Yeah, exactly. But it's funny that, that camaraderie is just such a trip. That guy was always there for me. So it's just the, the same mindset mentality, man. Wild, dude. Dude, so we're coming up in 40 minutes. I know there was a lot of things you wanted to answer. Do you want to answer any of this stuff? Or is there some more prison stuff you want to talk about? Like you tell me, man, because I can go. I could talk about prison all day long. This is what I, I fucking love it. Yeah, it, yeah, it's crazy. All the different stories. I mean, like talking about your riot. I got to see a riot once. Yeah, and we were locked down for a few months, and it was just crazy to see not only the violence yeah. going on around you between inmates during the riot itself, but then when the COs bust in, yeah, and they've got their tase shields. They've got yeah. like so I used to do that. I was on the sort team. Yeah. I was on a special operations response team. Um, it's funny, man, because uh, as much as I was the, one of the new guys, I, I got in there and within six months I got on the team. I was the new guy, and uh, but also had a lot of experience with the military. I just got back from Afghanistan. We had this a small riot in a room. Like they fucking they they flooded their rooms. They blocked all the doors. They fucking wouldn't come out to eat. They're just doing all this dumb shit. So eventually we got the go ahead to go in on them. Uh, and so I went into a gang pod. Did, I don't know if in, in Arizona they had gang pods. I'm not sure. What prison system were you in? Were you in? I was at the federal federal for, system. Okay, so there's gang pods in in where I was at, and I was with CCA, which is a Corrections Corporation. Oh, yeah, Corrections Corporation of America, which is a private prison. And I went in, and I was the first guy in there, and I'm snatching motherfuckers and throwing them out the room. You know, like snatching them up, covering them, and throwing them out the room. And I just kept doing this. And people were like, dude, you were fucking crazy in there, right? Well. I didn't feel threatened. They didn't have a gun. You know what I mean? They want to fight me. I'll fight back. I have my guys behind me that all have all their fucking tools. And so we're fucking them up. And they used to call us like Ninja Turtles, dude. But uh, it's wild, dude. It's wild. Some of those guys want to put up a fight. And it's crazy. I've talked about one of, one of the... I, I got my ass kicked pretty good one day in a, in a prison. And then I gave it back to this guy. But it took me a minute to realize like, holy shit, this guy's fucking me up. He had a sock and he was hitting me with... with filled with shit and he was hitting me with it. Oh, yeah. So it was just this crazy thing. But... Yeah, dude. So you seen it right? You saw the, you saw the the CEOs come in there and start fucking pop people with gas and everything. Oh yeah, and the, the gas finally settled, 
And then they sent like a couple of the like orderly guys to yeah. come in and clean it up. And the idiots brought brooms, man. So it just, <laughs> just kicked it all it. right back up again. And so we're in our cell just choking, Dying. trying to put our sheets under the door yeah. and whatnot. So, I mean, that that was something that was crazy and that was really eye-opening as well. I mean, yeah, it's just it's, it forces you to grow up in a yeah. lot of ways, learning all the different stuff. And then on top of that, you've got all that time. So like I was saying, hopefully people will use that to better themselves. And that's all I could really think of to try and do is like realize like, I don't want to be here. I yeah. don't want to live like this. Treated like that. What do I do? So I never, ever come back here again. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things, man. Where like, you sit there and be like, who the fuck has to live like this? Like, like, in real life, you'll never be sitting there in a room trying to block the fucking door so you don't get fucking tear gas. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. like it's a, what, a, what a fucking crazy... But, but what a crazy experience as well. You're thinking like, all right, I only have to deal with this once to ever fucking want... Never, no, never want to do this again. Exactly. <laughs> and now it's funny because my wife loves like Orange is the New Black or Locked yes. Up or something. So we're watching that and she's like, is that accurate? Is that accurate? Yeah. So I'm like, that's not even close. That would never happen. Or that, yep, that's dead on. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I might have, you know, taken a leak in that toilet. Yeah. It looks exactly like everyone I ever sat on. <laughs> kind of a thing in there. Yeah. And so it's crazy. Uh, but she gets a lot of like entertainment out of it and kicks out of it. Well, it's the same. Like my wife was like, I would love to go like walk into a prison one day and just walk in. I was like, dude, we'll, I'll see if they'll let us do a, do a walkthrough. You know what I mean? Like I know some of the prison guards out here, maybe they'll let us do a walkthrough and she can check it out. But like you go to a good one, you're going to get scared out of your fucking mind, dude. You, oh, totally. you go to a seg unit with fucking all the fucking, uh, the high valued people. You're going to be like, that'll scare the fuck out of you. Cause those guys can get your fucking address like that. How? I don't know. They just do it, right? Yeah. The uh, the medium high that I was at in Arizona actually had one of the, uh, I think it was Sammy the Bull, I think. Oh, yeah. well, He was in the PC area, yeah. you know? So he was totally locked down. He wasn't around us at all. But it was crazy to know, like, that building right there. Yeah. There's a guy who's really done some shit. Yeah. There was another guy at the same time that you were in. So you were in what years was it? Uh, 2009 to 2012. End of 2012, beginning of 2013. So something two, like that. So right in 2009, like early 2009, there was a guy named uh, Angel Garcia. And Angel Garcia was a um, Nuestra Familia, which is a, the northern border version of the Mexican Mafia. Right. Right. <clears throat> so it's the northern border Mexican Mafia. Northern border Mafia. I don't even know how to explain that, but that's what it is. Right. right. And so they have a lot of power. And he uh, he gained a lot of notoriety from, uh, he, he killed a cop in Arizona. And he actually hid uh, right across the street from the from the uh, police station. Oh, so it wow. took a long time for them to find him because of that, right? And yeah. he was laughing at the cop. It was a, it was a he was a scary inmate, man. And, and, I, and I'm not saying anything bad about the day, I just say this, scariest inmate that was in the area at the time because no one could house him and feel comfortable about it. Oh, right. He had the power to get anyone's address he wanted to find you and do whatever he wanted to you or at least threaten you with the idea of it. And that's scary for 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 a CEO to come to work and and it, and it's obviously if you were a dick to him if you were you know th- there were CEOs that you know there oh, were yeah. CEOs that were that were we used to call them kickstarters right they're the guys that go in there and fucking piss everyone off right <laughs> you know, oh, like, yeah. saw just, plenty of those yeah so they go in there and they just piss everyone off I'm not sure if it's an ego thing I'm not sure what it is or if they're just scared and they're nervous and it's an insecurity thing right right but then there's the CEOs that are just doing their job and they do it right you know yeah. most of the time those guys don't get fucked with it's the ones that for some reason. Um, Kind of like you know they're they're peacocking in there you know and those guys those guys got a lot of threats and this Andrew Garcia guy threatened a shit ton of inmates where at one point like Arizona was like all right I don't even know if we can house them anymore we have to take them somewhere else that can do this better than we can because every prison he was getting moved around from a county prison to the state prison to a private prison and every single one he was just freaking throwing out threats left and right and I'm talking to the point where like, this guy's fully segged up 23 hours a day and somehow still being able to get some here's your address. Wow. 
fuck with me again, see what happens. You're right, and you're like, oh no, I'm good, I'm good. Like yeah. I, I would, if someone, if 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 someone threatened my family at a prison system, like I would be like, man, I'd rather not work there, right? Like this doesn't, oh, yeah. it, there's, I don't see the justification in that. It fucking, it would suck to feel that way, and especially if you're just doing your job. You know, now I can't tell you what some of these CEOs were doing or the corrections officers were doing to him, whether they were fucking with him, whether they were talking shit to him, whatever the case. I don't think that's uh, a corrections officer's job to do, right? I think your job is to fucking just maintain the facility and never to fucking talk shit or treat anyone different. It's just like, dude, that's not your job. Just fucking right. go in there and do your job. You know what I mean? Like, don't do anything more. Don't do anything less. Do your fucking job, you know? And so when guys sometimes step outside of that, um, they cause a lot of drama for themselves and other inmates. You know what I mean? And that's the scariest, I mean, other corrections officers. And so that's a, that's a crazy thing about the job on my end of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? On, on being the correction side of it. Wild as fuck, dude. Oh, I bet. Crazy. Would, I, you, ever, uh, would you ever do that job? Oh, obviously you can't. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, obviously I couldn't. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't... I saw, like, especially a lot of the older COs, yeah. either they would have to have, like, a jovial attitude and be super nice, yeah. and, you know, the kind of thing, like, I'm just here to get my paycheck, yeah. um, or you would see them where it just ragged on them, because even though they're not incarcerated, they're still spending 8, 10, 12 hours a day... Yeah locked up in this bleak circumstance surrounded by criminals yeah. so they almost get the same pull on them that the inmates do i mean they still get to go home at night to see their families yeah, but or dude, whatever that's but the it's still thing not is, a happy place to it's be. it's a it's a very negative environment dude it was starting to wear on me pretty pretty well because i was getting frustrated so i was getting used a lot for for a lot of the cell extractions a lot of the issues because i was a younger guy i was in shape and i was you know i was just good at my job at the same time as like you get targeted by everyone too, like, oh fuck, here comes Vargas, fucking calm down, he's gonna fucking forget it, because they knew I was also a sore dude, right? So right. I always wore this bracelet, you know, as a K bracelet I used to wear. And so when I do these these sort missions and we're all suited up, you can't really tell we're all suited up. But you can see this bracelet and a lot of them pinpointed like, hey, that was you Vargas. I saw you do that shit and I was like, I'm just doing my job, bro. You do yours, I'll do mine. Yeah. And so it was this kind of this there's a mutual respect in some fashion there, and it's yeah. hard to explain it. Like there is a mutual respect, uh, but at the same time, if they have to fucking, you know, if they have to impose their will because uh, they're not happy about a certain situation, they do it. You know, and they also know what potentially comes with that is the re- repercussion of me showing up in that motherfucker with a muzzle blast, right? You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's this crazy thing, dude. In in, I loved it, and at the same time, I hated it. Like now, since I've been away from it for so long, I miss it. Like I've told my wife, like. If all this shit goes to shit, if acting goes to shit, if fucking, if everything I'm doing, fucking, I can't pay the bills, I'm going to do corrections. She's like, why? I was like, I don't know. For some reason, I miss it, right? Like, I fucking miss it, but... That adrenaline, I guess, yeah, right? Exa- yeah, exactly. No. But the crazy thing is, is like, you sit there, and after a year, two years, and you're hearing this door slam behind you, and you're like, holy fuck, I'm in here with them. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my time with these dudes. Yeah. It starts to fuck with your head a little bit. You know what I mean? Bet, and, I and, bet. And, I can see it. And people throwing shit on you. People throwing piss on you. People fuck. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. fuck, dude. There's no easy days in this motherfucker sometimes, you know? Yeah, definitely. And, and it became that for me. It started to become like, that's why, you know, I was doing firefighting training at the time and I decided I didn't want to be a firefighter. I wanted to uh, apply for the Border Patrol and luckily the hiring process went pretty, pretty fast for me. But I was like, dude, I always joined as a, as a prison guard as a temporary thing. Then I got there and I was like, okay, this isn't that bad. I was getting paid decent. But then after like, you know, when the two year mark, I was like, all right, fuck this. I'm fucking getting pissed off. Always showing up to work knowing I'm going to have to fucking go into cell extraction, snag a dude up, deal with someone with piss, someone fucking cleaning up. It was just, fuck, it ate me alive, dude. I, I, yeah. It fucking ate me alive. That's why I could never, yeah, I couldn't do it. But I would love to be a warden. 
I would love to be a fucking warden. A and warden. Then, yeah, walking around, just like, shut the fuck up. I'm the warden. <laughs> <laughs> dope, dude. Speaking well, dude, of that peacocking, I got one story. Yeah, yeah, dude. Real quick on that, and then we can kind of wrap this puppy up. Uh, so, this was in the jail. And unfortunately, I saw a lot more of that in the jail than I did in the prison. Yeah. Of, of that, you know, where guys just, I don't know if they were bullied as kids or what, or if it's an insecurity thing, but they would just purposely just mess with you. And the other guys, I had pretty good mutual respect with, like you were talking about, the guys who were just there to do the yeah. job. I stayed out of trouble. I never was involved with anything. And so they were always cool to me. And in, in jail, they only gave you two sets of clothes. You had two sets of underwear, two yeah. sets of socks, two shirts, two pants for like a week. And so at once a week, every Monday, they'd come through and you'd have to take your blanket and wrap it around you and then push all your stuff out the door and they'd check yourself for contraband and make sure you're not hiding any clothes. Yeah. So some of the guys would take the clothes and fold it into their blanket so they could keep an extra pair of underwear yeah. or socks and just wash it in the sink or something like that. And... Most of the guards didn't care. They're just like, all right, you know, yeah, get your stuff out. There's yeah. no contraband in here. I'm moving on. If you want an extra pair of socks, it's not hurting anybody. Yeah. But there was one guy there, and man, <laughs> he went through, and I could hear him coming down the line, and I was like, oh, I can't believe he's working today. Because after they kicked all their stuff out, you go, all right, open your blanket and shake it to see if any like socks and stuff will fall out. So like, those man. guys. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know what if I was in a good mood or a bad mood that day, but when they got to my cell... And, you know, he told me, all right, open up your blanket, you know? And I mean, you're totally naked under there because yeah. you just gave him your underwear. So I open up my blanket and he goes, all right, shake it. So I just start twisting my hip back and forth, <laughs> whipping whipping the junk around. And he just, you know, luckily he didn't take it like personal yeah. or anything. He was just like, all right, close it up. Like, I don't want to see all that. <laughs> and I was like, you asked, man. You said yeah. open it and shake it. That's so, what you get. I mean, sometimes you just got to kind of, there's a lot of be that. a dick, yeah. I'll show you mine. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Exactly. And that's the way it is in there, dude. You got to play the game. Even as a correctional officer, you got to understand there's there's so much frustration involved in that world for you guys as well because you're just sitting there and dealing with your court cases and dealing with life and and just fucking trying to trying to find some kind of comfort in a shitty ass place. Exactly. Crazy man, dude. So there was a lot of comments on your first one, man, and a lot, a lot of anything you want to just talk about on some of the comments that people ask. I know a lot of people they asked about this and they ask about that. Um, you know, uh, I just I don't I don't want to say anything. I just want you to if if you want to talk about anything of the questions, you can. If not, we just keep moving on. Uh, it's been a little bit since I looked at them, so yeah. uh, I hope I may have like shed some light on some of those things. Yeah. Uh, but I can't think of any off the top of my head right now. Cool. Uh, biggest thing that I want to kind of say as we wrap up this part, and hopefully we can do some more podcasts down the line. Yeah, man, dude, I, I want to do strange things with you. You said like probably next week we'll do a strange. That would things. be awesome. Yeah. So I'll be back and I'll be around. So if people do have more questions, you know, yeah, they we'll can keep ask doing them it. out, but I loved all the comments. It was awesome. Uh, but the biggest thing I wanted to kind of stress as I wrap up, you know, the, the bank thing and the prison thing is that, I mean, it's crazy and it happened. Yeah. And some of the time I was having fun. Other, most of the time I was scared out of my mind, you know, in prison on the run, those different things. And so I just want to, really kind of emphasize like i do not condone this type of activity but it happened and it's helped shape me into a better man better person and it's part of what's led me to be where i am in my life yeah and so i don't mind sharing the story because that's that's exactly i think everyone knows who's listening you know most of the guys who support this they they know that no way shape or form you know most of our our, my listeners are going to be law enforcement officers and military and no way shape or form do we condone you know the bank robbery or anything i just think uh, it's a cool story to see how you did it, what you did, and as well as where you at now. You know, and it's re- it's 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 uh it's it's life, man. You know what I mean? People, yeah, people make their decisions, and like I said, there's plenty of times when I either got in a fight or I I made some some mistake, and 
just didn't get caught. You know what I mean? Saying, and so we're in this world where sometimes luck is good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. You know, and you know, you did your thing, dude. It is what it is. Like I don't, I, I don't judge it at all for any of that shit, dude. I think it's like okay, cool story, man. Fucking, you know, it's a it's a fucking rad story to see uh, what you did after. I thought I think it's the most interesting part is that like. You robbed a bank, you know, you're going to get fucking hemmed up for it and all that. But the, what you did after and, and taking on a whole different persona and trying to live your life like that and then it kind of all coming crashing down on you. And, and it's just, it's interesting, man. It's it's one of those stories where you just kind of want to hear more about it, you know. And like I said, I think it'd be a cool Hollywood movie in a sense or, or a good book that people, people that don't listen to this podcast, they're missing out on this fucking story. You know what I mean? I, I really, like I said, like even it got my mom listening to it, you know, because of this story. You know, I think uh, it kind of brings to, like I said, I said earlier before we even turned the microphone on was, you know, my podcast is whatever, really, it, it kind of takes form of the person that I'm interviewing or that I have on there and, and yours was fucking awesome. You know what I mean? You were able to to tell your story in a way that, that I think it, it was it resonated with a lot of people and people had a good time with it and it was fun and crazy interesting and it's fucking, dude, this is probably my two favorite podcasts or these two because of, it's just a, so, it's such a different story. Yeah, it definitely yeah. is. It's definitely cool, is. man. Well, dude, uh, anything else you want to say at the end before we go? Uh, yeah, uh... I guess just to kind of wrap up, I mean, I made a mistake, yeah. you know, and luckily I was able to learn from it yeah. and move on and whatnot. And I, I don't have any hard feelings, you know, I'm the one who got myself in that situation. Yeah. So whether it was, you know, an asshole, you know, guard or an inmate that I had to slam in the face with a tray, like I have no hard feelings towards any of those people. Yeah. And I mean, like my own buddy who... You know, I couldn't have done it without him. He's the one who worked there and set yeah. the whole thing up. And I mean, he got, you know, in trouble too. He had to deal with his things. Yeah. Uh, and I, despite how all that all went down, you yeah. know, I mean, considering the <laughs> that fact we that didn't, he got, we didn't talk about, we didn't want to talk about, right? Yeah. I mean, I can't say too much about it, yeah. but he got considerably less time than me yeah. for specific reasons. And also the fact the last time I saw him was when he was testifying against me in court. Yeah. And it hurt, but I wasn't angry. Oh, and man. I'm still not. And I have no, so I have no hard feelings to him. The neighbors that I ran into at Disneyland. Yeah. Like I said, they'd known me and my, my family for years. And so when I got married, they were invited and <laughs> it was a crazy moment to see him come in. And I walked over and they kind of tensed I bet up. They were like, how nervous, is this like, going to go? Oh, I wasn't even sure if they were going to show yeah. up, but I went up to him and I went up to the wife yeah. and I gave her a big hug and I said, thank you. Because if you didn't make that call that day. Yeah, you I would not be standing here getting married to this woman. Today. Yeah, you wouldn't have a normal life. Yeah, yeah. So I thanked him, and uh, that's dude, that's huge. That's a that's that's a huge deal right there, man. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, it's it's shaped me in, and now it's been you know six years now yeah. so that I've been out, and I have a, a beautiful family. I get to be an affiliate on Twitch TV, so I have a dream job. Yeah, and I couldn't have imagined it coming out any better. That's fucking awesome, dude. And uh, you want to give a shout out to your um, your account as well? Yeah. So you can find me on Twitch TV. So it's twitch.tv slash Lord Fox Global. L-O-R-D-F-O-X-X-G-L-O-B-L. There you go. Check it out. So I also tag him in uh, the post on my Instagram. So you can hit up his Instagram. And from his Instagram, there's a link to his as well. Yeah. So makes it all easier. Hey, man, I appreciate you coming. We're I done appreciate here. being here. Hope you guys enjoyed it. <laughs>